Welcome. This is the group that took the first mastermind slash workshop of practicing the Spodek method, and we're going to share our experiences. Uh, I'm Josh Spodek. I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves, but there's Conrad, who is the TA, I guess, and then the participants, Emily, Evelyn, and Eugene. Conrad, I wonder if you could describe yourself in a, in a minute or two. Happy to, Josh. Um, hi, I'm Conrad Ruiz here. I am a business owner for an uh, con online consulting firm. And yeah, I guess my, my self-description will be just around the fact that I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, I have gotten to know Josh through my time living in New York City as an entrepreneur uh, and throughout a lot of our time and initiatives together. Um, you know, he's ultimately gotten me to realize more and more how much I care about the planet sustainability. And as a result, I've done every, I've done a lot of different things, but um, some of my proudest to date are, um, you know, making a small commitment to not flying uh, as much as I can and just ultimately supporting um, this sustainable life as a, as a culture for, for others. Thank you, Emily. Sure. Uh, my name's Emily. I am a chemical engineer and general sustainability interested person. Um, I'm based in Boston and work at a clean tech startup. Um, and yeah, I guess sustainability has always been like the, maybe, maybe it's dramatic to say most important thing in my life. Um, and I'm just like always excited to find ways to understand the situation better and live more positively impactfully. Thank you, Evelyn. Hey, I'm Evelyn Wallace. I hope my audio is okay. Um, I am a graduate student in uh, social work. I go to Howard University online. Um, I'm the mother of three boys, crazy, little, wonderful, fabulous, terrible creatures. Um, and I came to this with um, not necessarily a skepticism, but maybe like an addiction to doom scrolling or like a mentality that doom scrolling was all I could do. Um, so this was really, um, this was like a crash course, an intro introductory course of empowerment for me. So I'm excited to talk more about it. Thank you. And Eugene? Yep. Hi, my name is Eugene Bible. Uh, I am a mechanical engineer working in the construction industry. I am also host of a This Sustainable Life podcast called Solve for Nature. And I also have a blog and an Instagram and a YouTube channel, all dedicated to sustainability. So Eugene right now is driving, so that's why he's not on video, but he'll pop in on video at some point soon. Uh, the biggest takeaway, uh, I think, is that... Um, it's not hopeless. Like I, I, my, my sort of MO used to be just telling my kids don't have kids. Like everything's on fire. It's not going to get better. Like abandon faith all ye who enter here. But, um, I think my takeaway is that there's, there's not only hope, but like hope for fun in your own life. Not just like, Oh, I get this like chore that we have to do, like this drudgery of saving the planet, but that it, that, um, that shifting a mindset and a lifestyle towards sustainability instead of just like shucking it off on like, oh, that's for governments and corporations to acknowledge like, oh, this is my trash or like this is my, um, you know, pollution. <laughs> this is my damage. Um, that was a real um, shift for me. And it is 
it's just really opened the door to what life can be when you see it through this lens of um, possibility and and change. And if you're not afraid of that change or not, if you can get over the fear of self-reflection and maybe not liking what you see, that, um, yeah, that there's like this whole world of possibility out there. My biggest takeaway is that people are a lot more open than I would have expected to talking about sustainability and um, approaching conversations with like a really good faith attitude. Um, I think like it's really easy to be jaded and feel like no one wants to change or do anything or like put in any work. Um, but I discovered that like a lot of people I know and also just like random people I don't know, um, that like this led me to interact with, um, we're all like very open and like happy to talk about, uh, sustainability and things that they love about the environment and actions that they can take to, to act on that. Um, and like the ease of making those connections and how happy and like eager people are too, um, was like a big takeaway for me that makes me feel, um, a lot more at ease having it as like homework for this to like, okay, go have this conversation with like some number of people this week helped because it gave me like I the word I've been using is like an excuse um because instead of just approaching someone being like I want to talk to you which seems really weird um I could just be like oh like I I have to do this um like it's just a thing that I'm doing and my biggest takeaway was probably that sustainability is a lot more fun when it's with a group (laughs) So much of what I've done up until now has been like struggle online to try to get the word out, try to find people to talk to, find people to do things together with. And when you're just doing it with a group, especially when it's a group that meets regularly and everybody is so passionate and everyone brings something slightly different to the table in terms of both ability, mindset, um, just ways of thinking about things. Um, It's just been so much more fun, like sustainability in general, just talking about it, doing it. Everything is more fun when it's with a group. Now I knew everyone, but you guys didn't know, none of you knew any of each other before, before this, right? You know, the leadership versus the management side of this conversation and everyone leans toward the management side of like, here are all the tactical ways in which you can, you know, fit in the time to kind of coerce or cajole yourself into living and acting more sustainably. And it's like, no, I think the fundamental irony about that is that the the leadership principle itself really entices people to invest the time. And it doesn't really feel like they're stretching themselves thin against other conflicts. I mean, certainly there, there's still other things that everyone's responsible to taking care of, you know, their job, their families, um, and their personal lives. But sustainability is a big component of that third aspect of that personal life. And for those who recognize that they're acting upon their own desires and and principles, like, you know, it's nice to see that, that they don't feel like that that's a burden on their time. It's actually, it's a gift. It's a joy that they have. And they look back on it, not with regret, 
um, but with desire to do more. Gift, joy, desire, fun. This is not what I expect most people to talk about when they're talking about leading others to act on their environmental, on the, on the environment, on sustainability. My mom was like the first person. She was my guinea pig of the Spodek method. Um, and I, and, you know, part of that conversational format is to have someone explore what they can do in their own life, right? Not be told what to do, but to really do their own exploration. And it was funny because at first my, like she did all these very squirrely things of like, oh, that sounds like a fun conversation to have someday. And, you know, so, so having to like guide her back, like, all right, well, today's that day, mom. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. She was on board, but you could see that she was, it was just new to her and, and that um, <laughs> she had this sense of um, that she already was doing. So I think it's important to honor and recognize that and let people um, recognize their own selves, you know, about like, you know, this is how that's been important to me. As long as it doesn't just end there, like, okay, great. You bring your reusable bags to the grocery store, like end of story. Um, so it's really great. I actually just, she texted. So, so that's where it started, right. Where, where like, she was like, oh yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun conversation to have someday. And, and, um, oh, I'm already doing this is, these are all the things I'm already doing to, oh, okay, let's have that conversation now. Um, and I think she committed to, um, not using plastic on the day she was going to travel. She was like tra traveling, um, here. And, uh, and then we, you know, we, but, but that was just the spark. It was like just the beginning. And so since then she and I have been sort of lighting each other up. It's like Eugene said, you know, being part of a group and this group is one format of that grouping, but then we get to take, oh, like Emily said of like, oh, it's a lot easier when it's an assignment, you know, you get, there's like a, there's a reason you get to talk to someone and explain to them, oh, it's my homework. I, you know, I have to, um, so like the, there's like the group of us meeting here, but then the groups that we create as we connect out, you know, like little good viruses. <laughs> um, and so watch like my mom and I have like been sort of lighting each other up. And, you know, she just texted the other day. She's she's on fire. She's with it. She's like figuring out how to do her laundry without using plastic. She just she also says that her whole community down there, she's like, I, you know, we're we're all we're using soda streams now. Like I, you know, the my whole the whole group of us, there's this whole community of expats who like aren't using, you know, plat like one single use plastic anymore. So as I, a result I can... of her? Sorry to but as a result of her? Yes. <laughs> so you're influencing this community in Mexico through your mom. You're in this group this is, community yeah. in Mexico through me, through my mom. Yes, exactly. And that's what feels so, yeah, I mean, that that's that's part of what feels like such an honor. Like, oh, I'm just a link in the chain and I don't have to be a pro. Like, I don't have to be Josh in order to um, share this with someone else and for it to catch and for her to like all of a sudden get bigger, you know, and, and that there's like this friendly competition now with me and my mom. I'm thinking, man, we should start a podcast, <laughs> Mothers and Daughters friendly competition. So I'm glad you asked about her because I'm, I'm really like honored that she shifted. Um, you know, like most mother daughters, we've had our history of tension, but we've also had our history of, um, real connection and closeness. So it's, this, this is one of those opportunities that I feel like we're, we're allies and, um, compatriots and just, um, yeah, real, we're, we're just real supporters of each other. So it's, it's been a real magical transformation. People have talked about the Spodic method, and we're not going to go into, in this conversation, what the Spodic method is, but what, when they're talking about the homework, it's a structured conversation to have, to lead people to share their environmental values and, and invite them to act on them. So that's what people are doing why, when they're talking about, it's not, they're not just having conversations or doing homework. They're, there's something very structured and specific that they're doing. How much more did you learn than you expected? 
or less? A lot more, actually. Um, obviously, when I'm doing the podcast, usually I'm, I'm recording episodes like maybe one every couple of weeks, right? Maybe. Um, and so it it never feels like you get like this one like solid block of of practice kind of. You don't get like this consolidated block, which is exactly what I got when we started doing it as a group, like me doing it with others and then others doing it with each other too. And just like watching it happen just like five or six times and just jamming through everybody's problems with it or the things that they don't know how to figure out. It just, it got like this really, really nice focused practice session that kind of opened me up to different people's ways of doing it, seeing other people do it, even those their first time, the cogs in my brain just start turning and, and thinking about the Spodek method in different ways. Cause before I used to think of it very, very formulaically. Like I used to just think it's like a formula. You just do this, 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 this. But once we started having our meetings and, and going through it with all the different people and, and getting all the different kinds of feedback, then I started going, Oh, this is actually kind of fun. It's actually kind of a, like a, almost like a creative process. It's almost like a performance kind of thing. Um, where, where you can kind of express yourself and, and there's like strategy in there. There's empathy. There's um, trying to figure out how to connect with people you're talking with. Um, and it became a lot more of an interesting, engaging and fun method for me after we had done it with the group. Interesting, engaging, fun to talk to people and lead them on sustainability. I thought it's the opposite. I was really happy with the result. Um, yeah, it, it was, as I expected, a really good, like, learning experience. I feel like I grew, um, and I really appreciated, like, um, what comes of having a bunch of different people in, like, a room virtually with, like, different ideas and perspectives. Um, and I remember thinking at the beginning, like, I have no clue what that would be like I, I don't really have any ideas um, but we ended up coming up with so many ideas um, that were all like that well many of which were like very exciting and I was like oh this is so cool I like I would not have like come up with these um, by myself or yeah I did I expected to be an outsider among like heavy hitters I thought that I was you know, just not going to be one of the gang because who am I? Like, I don't, I don't know how to buy bulk yet or didn't then. Like, I didn't, you know, I was just, I, but Josh, um, you kept um, confirming. I don't know if that's the right word, but you kept assuring, assuring, reassuring me that um, I was welcome and that there was no sort of wrong place to start. And I'm so grateful that that um, was true because I think that my idea of what I think, well, one, I think it was important that we did all come from a variety of backgrounds and experiences. Like it might not have been as awesome if everybody was as um, newbie, as such a newbie as I um, was and still am. But I am glad that my ideas of like where I was in my own trajectory didn't limit my um, ability to participate. And I should also mention, we I, I didn't mention Nikisha Glover, who couldn't make it this time. But she's another person. There was one other person who was in it and she was part of the team too. I mean, it's fantastic riffing off with you guys. Like y'all are really smart and y'all have, you know, 
you share your feelings and your emotions and, and expects like with respect to both the joys and the sorrows, which I think is awesome. Um, I don't think everyone gets that type of general workshop experience of connecting with others online altogether, right? Real. I felt like I really built a community and I've lived in somewhat of an isolated, like, um, not just like geographic location, but also just lifestyle, not really on purpose. COVID like made it worse. Yeah, the bar of like where you get to start is just wherever you are. So I like that. Um, I liked building sort of relationships with people who were at different on different journeys, on different parts of their journey, but but that we could still collaborate and share and learn from each other. And um, we've made this little club that it's not like an exclusive club, like anyone's welcome to join the movement. Um, but that being like in this particular virtual room with these particular people was a real privilege, like from Hawaii to Boston to um, New York to Florida to Oregon. Um, and that's been really fun and like on a human level, really important. It was really apparent to me how much a group is like more than the sum of its parts when it comes to like solving problems and like increasing understanding of things I think I can be like on the reserved side of like sometimes I don't want to like ask a question or like say something if I feel like I haven't really worked it out clearly in my head first um so being able to like lean on other people um and like riff off of other people's thoughts uh was like very uh, enabling for my learning. I think it's always like uh, a real treat to be in a group where you feel like you have that connection with everyone else. It was it was a really really fun experience. Like I, I can't emphasize that part enough. It was it was just fun being able to talk to other people regularly. And one of the other big I guess takeaways that I got from this group was that I just wanted talk with more people more often about this kind of stuff you know just just whoever whoever before i i it felt like i had to find oh oh wait this guy i think he might be interested in sustainability i could i could probably talk with him or like you know oh this person oh i think this person likes like renewable energy stuff i could probably talk with them about renewable energy stuff but after this it's like I'm kind of just excited to just talk to anybody about sustainability stuff now. Just it's just been fun making connections with people. But after after one or two meetings, it felt way more than worth it. <laughs> it getting up and then not just being able to come in and just like talk with you guys and, and have just this these awesome conversations every Sunday morning. Um, it was it was kind of like a nice start to the week too I, I kind of liked having this conversation right there at the start of the week unstructured conversations that you guys had a lot of in the office hours would have been really fun to join in on i think you, there were a, a couple ones where we went past the two hours and you stayed for maybe another hour at least 45 minutes a couple times yeah at least once or twice yeah so even though it was two even though two hours felt like a lot before then you stayed on extra several times the sunday morning thing felt very spiritual to me like i'm not a church going type um but i really liked the 
time set aside to be like in fellowship, to be together with like-minded people and talk about big, important ideas that mattered to us and that like connected us as humans. Um, but I, I think the two hours ended up flying by and with, so with the group size was just right. I mean, I'm sure a few, if a few more people had signed up, that would have been great too. Um, but having such an intimate group where we all really had a chance to share and, um, we could, we could sort of, we could spend more time on something if we wanted to, or less time. Interest there. There's actually, this is, this is something I'm looking forward to and wanting to be a part of with respect to my time. And I find that to be a very, very powerful feeling. I, I, I definitely would recommend this to as many people as I possibly could. Um, I, I hope to say that with as little bias as I possibly can. Um, I don't know if there's anyone who I'm, I wouldn't recommend participating. I, I would argue with respect to the environmental situation, our cultural values more than anything else need this. Like, I, I, yeah, I think the environment and the way that is being displayed in, in many respects is a, is a side effect of who we become as a culture. And I think what this does is this solves the cultural problem. I think people who uh, want to do more about sustainability feel less like um, negatively like about the entire topic all the time. Like people who suffer from like cl- climate anxiety, perhaps um, people who want to like connect more in like a genuine way. But yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely recommend to everybody. But I guess if I had to pick a group in particular, I spend a lot of time. I wouldn't say a lot of time. I spend some time in the social media environment, environmental sustainability, social media circles. And there are so many people there that want the world to change and probably do very, very little in their own lives to actually make the change. I think, I think Josh, um, you said it best at some point. I mean, the, the answer to living sustainability sustainably is, is to try just living sustainably. We could just try to do that. And I think a lot of people don't see that or, or think that somehow if I focus my energies on me living sustainably, then I won't have the energy to, to push the government and the industries to change when it's like, it's kind of the other way around. And, and you can't push the governments and the industries to change unless you're already showing others how to live sustainably, right? They're, they're, they're all just out there to make money. We kind of have to change the, the culture and the ideas behind the way we just live our every Yeah, absolutely. Just recommend it for anybody who is interested in sustainability, but does very little in their own life to actually change. What if they do some, but if it's more than a little? Absolutely. Well, them even more, even, even like it's, it's, it's just going to be even easier for them. I find it inspiring, especially like when people who either think they're already doing everything are then moved to re-examine their own lives or like stories you've shared, Josh, about talking with people who maybe on the political spectrum you would expect, you would have like (laughs) unconscious biases or maybe conscious biases about what you think their relationship with the environment is. Um, But that ultimately like we're all sharing this one spaceship 
And that like, instead of passing that buck, because I used to be one of those people. Oh, that's what I wanted to say is that this felt to me like the antidote to doom scrolling, right? Like that, that there was that instead of thinking that it's just someone else's job, that this was a mechanism by which, you know, it, it wasn't just reading an article. It was talking to other human beings. You are examining like your own behaviors. We, we all together are examining our own behaviors. We're deciding like, okay, what's, what's next? And then we're inspiring others to do that too, both through the, through conversations, through like Spodek method conversations, and also just through role modeling. So that feels like, it's like setting this tone, this resonance of, um, of who, you know, who we can be and, that it doesn't, we don't have to just wait. We don't just have to keep waiting for like some big policy to change. It's sort of a cop out to say, oh, what I, what I do doesn't matter. Or like, I, you know, like, oh, well, if the government's corporations aren't changing, then like what, you know, then I can throw all the toothpaste away that I want. Um, I think that's probably just, uh, it's just like magical thinking to let ourselves off the hook. But somewhere deep down, we know, we feel it, that that guilt, like, you know, Eugene was saying like, well, I don't have to feel guilty about that anymore. Like, right, exactly. Like, look at us set ourselves free. So only only people who want to be set free and feel good and build human connection and have fun and, you know, b- like continue to build a world that their children can live in. Only those people should <laughs> be interested in this kind of thing. I think I would say after talking to people just on a small spectrum of the of the folks I've heard, you know, as guests on your podcast, Josh, the spectrum of like, oh, I can't do sustainability because I am poor and I live in the Bronx to, oh, I can't do sustainability. Um, technology will save us and I can't give up flying. I would say I would encourage everyone to just ask their own, (laughs) yourself, whoever's listening, what is one little, what is one little thing I can do? Again, like the, I mean, the whole Spodic Method conversation is better, but if you're like anyone grappling with feeling really hopeless or powerless or like the earth is on fire and there's nothing we can do, well, there is something we can do. And that like breathes fresh life into um, motivation and hope. Um, and I just, I just can't recommend it enough. It's a real, it's therapeutic. It's, it's therapeutic. It's healthy. There, it's like a win-win. All it takes is that little jump of discomfort of changing what you're already doing. It takes like a little discomfort to look at yourself and be like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like what I see. Um, but if you can get over that hump, then like, I promise you it's better on the other side. The only concern that I imagine people might have, um, as with anything else right in their life is, um, you know, if the time and the conflicts are not going to let them do this because you'll be doing it. Um, you'll find yourself in a totally different perspective with yourself around time and your appreciation of it. I mean, really at the end of the day, like what else are we trying to do? If not, uh, have community live healthily. Uh, and enjoy the time we have here on earth. So um, I, I just find that, you know, for anyone else, for the same respect of anyone, if anyone's interest, um, if for whatever reason, you don't think you're going to have the time, um, one, you will, two, we're happy to help you. Um, So please come on in. Thank you, Conrad. And now I'm going to be doing, we're going to wrap up and I'm going to do one-on-ones with everybody. So people who are watching or listening to this, uh, you get to get to hear longer conversations with me and each of these people separately. 